Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and joining me this week is one of the other two legs of the tripod, John Dam Johnston, our fearless leader. John, how are you, sir? I am fabulous. It's a wonderful week. We lost to Northwestern in basketball. Yeah. Which... Even adds more excitement to this week's episode because I, I what I'm weeping inside. I can tell. I I'm weeping on the outside. But the St. Louis BattleHawks won again. They're three and one and tops in the uh, XFL East. So I'm pretty happy in I that thank regard. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, hey, they're they're doing they're doing things right. Uh, they are hashtag clear to engage. But as I was saying. So excited for this week's episode because we are talking with our coordination writer who covers our most successful male sport, and that's wrestling. I mean, you might be able to make an argument for uh, gymnastics, maybe. I don't know. But wrestling is the one that, that you talk about dual sport athletes in, you know, high school level in Nebraska. I think a lot of times the the focus is automatically football and wrestling. Uh, what my son is four when he turns five, I'm going to try to not push him, but guide him into youth wrestling. And so I'm excited to have for the first time ever on the five heart podcast, coronation wrestling writer, Dylan Gunther, Dylan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, push your kid into youth wrestling. It's a great way to, uh, it's a great way for kids to learn, and uh, you know it's a pretty tough sport, so uh, toughens them up a little bit too. And not only that, but here in my town, uh, the youth wrestling coach is a former coach uh, on the Husker wrestling team. If you could believe that, so oh nice. Uh, I believe uh, a few years ago, I mean, he he was there when Jordan Burroughs was rolling through the program. I know that's been, you know, a number of years now, but I believe he was also part of the strength and conditioning. Uh, yeah, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to out him. Can I, is, can I just say? I, I guess I, if you're going to interrupt me, you can you say know, whatever you we want. Haven't, we had not covered <laughs> wrestling before Dylan came along. And I and I reached, you know, I'm I'm glad that Dylan is with us. He's an exceptional writer. He's a, he's done an incredible job for us. Oh, and 100%. you're right, Greg, and that the fact that uh, this is our only sport that really seems to be doing well. I was, you know, I shot the the wrestling match at Minnesota, and I was kind of shocked at how we just beat the shit out of them. And it was yeah, fun I to a good watch. one, didn't I? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I picked a good one, didn't I? Sports oh covered. God! You know, it was uh, it was it was neat because I I have a son. The rotten son goes to Minnesota, 
And uh, it was neat to watch us kick their ass. Yeah, it's a fun sport to watch, man, especially in person. It's uh, pretty incredible, especially when you're right there on the mat shooting. Those guys are uh, – guys get after it. I remember in, in my – you know, growing up in Southern Illinois, the school that I went to, not only did we not have football, but we didn't have wrestling. And so, you know, I knew of one or two other schools, you know, nearby that had wrestling, but I didn't really follow it all that much until I got out to Shadron. Uh, of course, for a number of years, and I think it was because of Shadron State College, but Shadron hosted the the uh, district uh, wrestling tournament up, up in that area. Uh, and so I... You know, even though it was the radio station that I worked at, you know, of course we have an internet presence, and so I'd be out there taking pictures and whatnot. And there is just a different level of intensity. And, and I'll say this: I'm, I'm going to put Shadron over a little bit. I'm sure they're not the only you know high school program in the state that does this, but for their, I mean, if it's just a duel and it's not a tournament or anything like that, there's one mat and two wrestlers in action at, at the time. They turn off all of the. Uh, gym lights and have just one uh, light lamp that hangs down over the mat. And that was just a really cool atmosphere uh, and really put a, you know, no pun intended, but a spotlight on, on uh, the action and just the, the intensity, the excitement, the um, there's, I I mean, I could go on and on about uh, amateur wrestling. It's just, I didn't know that I would appreciate it as much until I got out there and got to see it in person. It, it really yeah, sucks if uh, you're a photographer. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, I actually had a cousin that wrestled at Shadron. Uh, so, Shadron um, Hater, uh, Shadron State, or Shadron High? Uh, Shadron State. Hmm. I, I might know the name. He, he, uh, he went to he went to North Platte. He was out of North Platte. Yeah, I might, I might know. He's actually the head. He's actually the head coach. He's the head coach of Syracuse here in Nebraska now. Syracuse wrestling high school. His name is Jeremy Goble. I'll give him a shout out. Name doesn't sound familiar. Sorry, Jeremy. (laughs) Uh, I I was. (laughs) I I, I didn't. You just stomped (laughs) on that, Greg. I mean, I. I, So I I think people forget. Come on, man. So I have I have a deep love and and admiration for Nebraska because of my time spent out in Shadron. But I was out there from you know the summer of two thousand three uh, up to you know the start of basketball season in 06. So I didn't spend a whole lot of time. Out there. Like one of the uh, better you know or, or not better, but one of the bigger you know Shadron State wrestler names that I recall from my time out there was uh, Jeff Rusher, who also played football. Um, you know he was I don't know I can't say for sure that he was a national champion wrestler, but uh, he was, I believe, a you know D two All American. So you know that's just that, that's a name, probably you know the only name. Um, but you know it, it was a long time ago, and and I've had a few alcoholic beverages since then. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Shattern High <laughs> or Shattern State wrestling. Uh, we're here to talk about the WWE. No, I'm kidding. Um, the good stuff. The one of the top. I mean, let's let's start at the top uh, for Husker wrestling and. You got to talk about the coach because he has built a very consistent, successful program in Lincoln. Oh yeah, dude. Um, Mark Manning, uh, he's one of the best out there. I mean, I know it. I know he personally coaches Jordan Burroughs, which I'm sure helps on the recruiting trail. 
Uh, he yeah, does? He, I didn't consistent. know that. Yeah, him and uh, Coach Snyder, the assistant coach, are the personal coaches for Jordan Burroughs when he goes and competes. Uh, I mean, hell, if you watch a, you go to YouTube and watch the uh, Olympic, you know, him in the Olympics, and he's in the corner. Mark Manning's in the corner for him. That's pretty tremendous. Wow. Okay. I did, I yeah, did not know yeah, that. They're, they're some of the best coaches in the world. Um, real quick, no, okay, not, so not to sidebar. What but I meant that the Minnesota match, you know, Mark Manning is, is protesting stuff. He was protesting. Did you, did you watch that at all? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I caught it. I watched it on TV. Okay. Mikey Labriola had this chokehold on him. And I don't know, you know, I don't know wrestling well enough to say if it was a really chokehold, but, uh, the, the Mark Manning was very upset with it, um, and, uh, came over and argued with the ref. And the photographer next to me looks at me and he goes, these Nebraska co- coaches complain more than anybody else in the Big Ten. And I kind of went, <laughs> It's it's Mark Manning, man. I looked at him and I said, "It's Mark Manning, dude. He's my guy." He, <laughs> I, I said, I looked at him and I said, "Mark Manning could not even be on meth, and he'd still be on meth." You know what I mean? I love <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an Manning. intense guy. He's wonderful to watch. Oh yeah, so yeah, those those guys are always chirping in the ref in the officials' ears. But I will say that that hold, I think it was pretty borderline. Um, but also I think they were upset because I think Mikey Labriola maybe had got, maybe got his ass kicked more than he had all season. And it was just, it was a bad situation for him. He got, he got, he got down and he didn't do anything about it. No, there was actually a shot on TV when I was watching. They showed a replay where they kind of ro- he kind of rolled over while he was in the headlock, and like spit was like coming out of his mouth, like he was getting choked. So I don't know if he just uh, had nothing left in the gas tank, or I don't know, man. It, it looked brutal, though. It looked brutal. I'm just it uh, did. Well, sitting there watching yeah. it, it looked terrible to me, but. I like that kid. I like, I don't know what it is about maybe just the Labriola name, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know, Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a fan, he's definitely a fan, fan favorite. Uh, you know, they call him, they call him Lab. And, you know, he's been a, he's been a starter since a freshman. He's only a sophomore. I mean, he's already done pretty impressive stuff for an underclassman and, the next two years, I think they're going to look pretty, look pretty good for Mikey Labriola. So what do you, what do you, Chad Red? Oh man, Chad, Chad Red's my favorite wrestler to watch on the team. Uh, I can't. Although he might be the most infuriating wrestler to watch, because because sometimes because match, sometimes he's he's great and then sometimes he's like ah whatever. Exactly. Like some, t- he'll go out there. I mean, his last match, he went out and like pinned the number six guy in the country. And then earlier in the year, he wrestled against, uh, Iowa or no Penn State's number one 
guy, Nick Lee, and he looked like he had better, you know, better places to be. Wow. So, what is Chad Red? But, is Chad I, will, Red? but I, will, I, I will say, I will say that Chad Red is Chad Red historically throughout his career has turned it on in the postseason. He's a he's a he's definitely uh, he's showing up at the Big Tens and the NCAA's every year. So I think Chad Red has a chance to be one of our top finishers at both conference and nationals this year for sure. Then one of the other guys I really like watching is uh, Taylor. Come on, Taylor Benz. Taylor Benz. Yep. Yeah, I like that guy. I don't know why I like that guy. Probably because he's so Tell damn good. Tell me why I like that guy. Because all really he does, good, he, he's, he's breaking necks and cashing <laughs> checks. No. Oh man, he. Uh, tell you what, he is another dude that kind of you know took a starting spot as a freshman, and he's held on to it the whole time. And honestly, if you look at the Big Ten right now, every weight class is absolutely stacked, and. 184 is probably the only weight class in the conference that is not stacked. So I actually think Taylor Venz has probably the best chance of anybody on the roster to pick up a conference title this weekend. Really? So, okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a four, he's a four seed, but the fact that he doesn't have to go through, I mean, every other weight class, like, if you're going to win the Big Ten, you have to beat a guy that's, like, favored for the national title. Is that like they say, you know, um, I've, I've heard Nate McHugh use this uh, term quite a bit on of bangerings and daggers, also available on the Coordination Podcast Network. Um, you know, like, they talk about, you know, guys in the locker room who are, you know, guys on the roster who are a dude. Uh, so at 184, you know, Taylor Benz, as you mentioned, might have – the easiest path to a conference title, a conference championship, because every other weight class, some team, uh, some school has a dude that is a pretty formidable roadblock. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, for instance, 197, uh, we got this number two seed. So it's Eric Schultz. He's our, he's been our top wrestler all year. He has the best seed going into the conference tournament. He's got the best record. But he has to go through number one, Colin Moore, who's from Ohio State. He's 24 and 0. He, he's the only Big Ten opponent to beat Eric Schultz. And it's just a huge hill to climb because it's just a guy that Schultz has never been able to get past in his career. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I see Schultz making it to the finals, but I don't give him, you know, I don't think he's got much of a shot to win it. It's just, like you said, I mean, Heavyweight, Big Ten's got two or three guys that are dudes. 174 has got a couple. 165 has got a couple. You can go to every weight class, and every weight class, Penn State, Iowa, somebody has somebody that's undefeated, number one ranked. Uh, it's just Gable a, man, Big Ten's a meat. Big, Big Ten's just a meat grinder, dude. It's crazy. So they actually so, say that the the Big Ten the Big Ten tournament. Is actually a tough. It's actually harder to place at the Big Ten tournament than it is at the NCAA tournament. So because Gable Stevenson like more, from Minnesota. Gable Steed- oh, Stevenson yeah. from Minnesota. I mean, 
you you look at that guy and he uh, he is unbelievable. He is just amazing yeah. to watch him just destroy people. Christian Lance yeah. uh, uh, wrestled him at uh, the Minnesota duel, and I thought that I thought that uh, Christian I thought he did actually. He didn't get thrown. He didn't get pinned. He did. He did fairly well. I think he was shocked at how fast that Stevenson is. And the thing with watching yeah. Stevenson is he's just a he's like a linebacker playing. He's doing wrestling, but he's a linebacker. It's amazing to watch that kid from Minnesota. Even yeah, I mean, just, even coming out of even coming out of high school, that guy. I mean, there's people saying he might be the best he might end up being the best collegiate wrestler of all time. Um, I mean, I honestly, I, I went, I actually went and saw him wrestle last year as a freshman here, um, at Nebraska. And the dude is just, like you said, he, he's 285, but he moves like he's 174. Um, I see him winning multiple NCAA titles. Um, I would not be shocked if he had, if he ends up getting a couple Olympic golds. Um, he's probably he's probably like I mean probably one of the best young young wrestlers in the world. I mean I don't think there's I don't think anybody else would I don't think anybody in the wrestling community would argue with me um, about that one. I mean he's a he's a gem. Like as far as athleticism goes, he kind of reminds me of a guy like Indomitian Sue. You know, a guy that's built that's 310 pounds, but can move like a linebacker and agility, uh, speed, stopping power. I mean, he's got, it's crazy. I'd actually, I'd actually pay to see, uh, I'd pay to see Stevenson on a defensive line. Hmm. Or or play Nebraska's linebackers. So, uh, oh yeah, Nebraska finished up the uh, I guess it's the conference dual season, uh, six and three, tied for third uh, in the conference. Uh, they actually had a better overall record than Ohio State and Illinois uh, at eleven and three. I mean, so all three of their losses came in conference play um, or conference yep. action, uh, and Ohio State, Illinois, both finished with uh, ten and four. Um, Iowa is. The, the top team in, in the conference. And as I'm looking, doing a little bit of uh, research, intermattwrestle.com. Penn State? Um, according to Big10.org, Penn State has a conference loss. To Iowa. Boom. Mic drop. Jeremy. I don't want to say that Iowa is the best. Can we just lie okay, to let, people? All right, let me let me. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that'd be a, that'd be a big lie. <laughs> come on, uh, allow me. Oh, allow me. Yeah, I, I, I can't Dylan, do it. Dylan, <laughs> I can't uh, do it. Dylan, have you ever watched those two brothers from Iowa when they're? I mean, I talked about Mark Manning screaming, but have you ever watched those two brothers from Iowa like go at it? <laughs> oh yeah, and you get they look the exact same. Allow me to rephrase your honor. They look like they look like, they look like thugs. Are, are they twins on a beat in alley? No, they're they're intense dudes. Uh, your honor, if I may be yeah, allowed to I, rephrase, dude, I, what's that? I, I just want to rephrase. I, w- I want to get to 
the the point that before John cut me off because that's what he likes to do. Uh, so Iowa <laughs> is at present the only undefeated. I'm trying to word this in a way that's acceptable. Uh, the only undefeated team in, in uh, the conference. They have a, uh, I believe it's, he's a 125 pounder, uh, something like that, by the name of Spencer Lee, who, according yeah. to intermatwrestle.com, is the number one wrestler in the country as a junior. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that, I would say that that is, uh, I mean, it's an arguable point. There's a lot of guys out there you could say are number one in the country, but Spencer Lee, I mean, the dude's unreal. I think he's only had he's only had one match this season where he went the full seven minutes. Or no, two. Two matches he's gone the full seven minutes. He's either pinned or tech falled everybody. Oh my god. Uh, really? I mean he beat he beat he beat Nebraska's Alex Thompson, you know, who's probably our weakest link of uh, on the team, but he beat him eighteen nothing in like a minute and a half. Oh my God! Really? Like it, the dude that, is unreal. Good, the huh? dude, unreal. I mean, his like a couple weeks ago, I was listening to a some a wrestling podcast, and they were saying that his average, the average length of his matches was under three minutes. And the, like that's what the, the first period is three minutes. So, like he averaged winning in the first period every. Every match, it's crazy. He's, what's, what's that? He's, uh, I mean, he's he's a junior. He he's a junior, and he's won. He's a two-time national champion. So what's that tell you? What's what's that phrase? He's not paid by the hour. You know, get in, get your work done, and get yeah. out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. And oh, he and he's wow. he's a spark plug for the team. I mean, he's they're lucky to have him, man. He's a stud. Okay, what about Isaiah White? Um, Isaiah White is one of those guys that he's, you know, he's number four or he's number five in the country. He's a four seed in the big 10 tournament. Doesn't that tell you a lot? He right has, there? Uh, yeah. He has three losses on the year. Um, they all came to the number one, two and three ranked wrestlers in the country. All the guys who are ahead. And of him. they all happened. Yeah. And they all happened in three and 13 days. So he went through a two-week bloodbath. I mean, yeah, you used the phrase but, meat grinder earlier. I mean, like, oh, yeah. It, 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 he, uh, I mean, he's a great wrestler, and I expect him to, you know, uh, <laughs> he'll definitely be an All-American. I, I see that happening again. He was All-American last year. But it's just something – some of these weight classes you look at and you see the top one or two or three guys and you go, those guys are like leaps and bounds better than the number four, five, six guys. And Isaiah White is, you know, a victim of that where he, I mean, two years ago, he, uh, he was a division two wrestler and he won the division two national title. And then he so, came to, you know, he came to the big, big 10 and he's, he can't crap. He can't crack the uh, top five, top top four, really. I want to. I want to put a pin in the conversation uh, real quick, Dylan. Take a time out. When we come back, I want to talk more about the Big Ten uh, level of competition and how it relates to you know Nebraska's previous conference and 
obviously we, we'll talk spend a little bit more time yeah. talking about uh, the the wrestlers on this year's squad, but you did a really nice write up uh, last week about the, you know some recruits, uh, some soon to be Huskers. Definitely want to talk about that and uh, uh, one of the most <laughs> successful uh, high school wrestlers in the state of whatever the state of who's going to play football. And uh, I don't, I'm going to get your thoughts yeah. on if we're going to get any uh, wrestling out of him. So that's coming up when we return to the Five Heart Podcast after this. Yeah. Uh, My wife hates wrestling. Well, tell, her, tell, her, tell her that this is the type of wrestling that doesn't involve metal chairs. And it's okay. No. It, yeah, I this is real her, wrestling. I texted her when I was at the Minnesota match. I texted her and I said, Look, there are there are young sweaty men laying on each other. He's like, oh god, he's. <laughs> and welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast, everybody. That fun little anecdote brought to you by uh, uh, Mrs. Coronation, John's lovely wife, and uh, <laughs> keeping that in there. We have to now. I've already introduced it or, or backsold it. <laughs> uh, talking wrestling uh, <laughs> with coordination wrestling writer Dylan Gunther. Of course, I'm Greg Mahachko and uh, John Dam Johnston. Uh, before we headed out of the break, we were talking about Isaiah White. Um, you know, he's you, know, you, you picture him or, or you know, uh, predict he's going to finish up as an All American. He's, you know, in one of the toughest weight classes especially in the Big Ten, as, as you mentioned. He's uh, number he's number five in the country. He's number four seed heading into the Big Ten tournament. We've talked about Taylor Venz. Um, what, with Taylor Venz being our, our potential best uh, opportunity to Big Ten champion, who would you say would be, you know, who who's the dark horse? Not dark horse isn't the right word, but who do you think, besides Taylor, who, who do you foresee having, you know, the next best uh, opportunity? Um, besides him, um, I like I, I, you know, I touched on Eric Schultz, but he's a two seed, so I, that wouldn't be out of the, you know, that wouldn't be a huge surprise if he were to come out with a Big Ten title. Um, Mikey Labriola is a five seed. I just don't know some of the guys ahead of him. Are, I just don't really see. But as far as like, uh, if I were to pick a major dark horse, um, at least for a guy to get, you know, maybe to the finals, um, I would honestly say possibly at 157 freshman, uh, Peyton Robb. Um, he's had a few tough matches in the last couple of weeks, but, um, from what I've seen of him, he's a very solid dude, solid guy. And he, uh, I mean, he, he beat uh, Purdue, like a number six, seven ranked guy from Purdue. From in, uh, it was an injury default, but uh, he was winning. He was winning when that when that match ended. And uh, 157 is kind of one of those weight classes where there's one guy at the top that you know is kind of a kind of a beast, uh, Brian Deacon from Northwestern. But besides that, it's kind of manageable, I would say. And, but other than that, Chad, I think Chad Red, Chad Red, like I said, is a four seed. You never really know where you're going to get at Chad Red. But last year, he was the number seven seed, and he made it to the Big Ten final. And and I think 
you know, piggybacking on what you said about Chad earlier is that it just kind of depends on which Chad you're going to get that day. You know, if he's going to go out there and show out like you've seen, like, you know, we've seen him. I, I say we in the collective, you know, Husker fans who follow wrestling and you obviously a little closer, uh, then that is going to, you know, take him very far. Um, if, if he's in the right, I guess, mind frame, uh, Peyton Rob, uh, by the way, uh, John hails from Owatonna, Minnesota, and I know that's you know close to you. Did you ever have any opportunity to go see Peyton Robbett uh, wrestle when he was in high school? And this is a stupid question. I know the answer. I'm just having fun. No, I don't get out much. Well, it was only. But I want to. I, I, <laughs> I want to ask this. I, I want to ask this. Uh, our volleyball team has. You know, everybody loves our volleyball team. They're Nebraska's a volleyball state. They sell out every game. The thing about wrestling is, is we've now been. I mean, Mark Manning's taken this team. He's he's had what top five finishes pretty much every year in the Big Ten since we've been in the Big Ten. Am I wrong about that, Dylan? No, you're right about that. About I'd say we've been between like four and six. Yeah, so right around five pretty much the whole time but, we've been in the Big Ten. Because we were, I mean, we were a pretty powerful team in the Big 12. But nobody nobody pays attention to wrestling. And it's weird because in high, like high school wrestling in Nebraska is huge. I don't, I don't get so that. I, and I don't. I really I, yeah, don't. I've, I know that when we do this podcast, we're probably not going to get the huge downloads if we just said anything about football. But the thing is, is our wrestling team is incredible. Mark Manning is an incredible coach. We are very, very good at this sport, but nobody pays attention to it. John, you, you just got yeah, to <laughs> We're going to be better something. next year, too. It, yeah, oh, I can't wait to talk about that. But, John, that, that's why you trust me to come up with catchy headlines like Husker Wrestling, our best men's team sport. That'll get people in. That'll put the butts in seats, as they say. Um, but There you go, Greg. Darn right. <laughs> uh, but before we talk about next year's team, as, as you alluded to, Dylan, going to be even better next year, you did mention that Nebraska yeah. came from a very traditionally powerful wrestling conference i mean when you talk about you know like the oklahomas and oklahoma states of the big 12 is there i i feel like and this is a complete outsider perspective so if i'm way off base tell me obviously you know like the the schools in Mm -hmm. iowa have traditionally had pretty good wrestling programs but i feel like nebraska perhaps when joining the big 10 maybe elevated the level of competition for wrestling, you know, for the conference. And then, of course, you have Rutgers and Maryland that joined in and kind of brought the conference down a little bit. We like to pick on them. But from Big 12 to Big 10, how do you compare the two conferences, maybe outside of Nebraska's amount of success? I mean, it is that's, I think, one of the best things uh, about wrestling is, hey, there's no, you know, like spread uh, offense or, you know, uh, pro offense or, or anything like that. It's Two guys on the mat, grueling it out. But how do you compare, you know, the Big right. Twelve to the Big Ten? Well, the uh, the Big Ten's a lot deeper. I think that's where you kind of 
I think that's where it kind of is a big difference. You know, Big 12 can be pretty top-heavy with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like you said. Um, like right now, Northern Iowa got a pretty pretty good team. But, I mean, they, they don't have the Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota grinder that the Big Ten has. And then even after you get past that, like you mentioned Rutgers, Rutgers actually has a pretty damn good team. All right, maybe I was thinking Maryland. Um, Mar- <laughs> Mar- Maryland, Maryland kind of Maryland sucks. All right, but uh, you know, um, I mean, even and then you will you will look at Purdue. Purdue's always got a solid team, and Michigan State, and honestly, Michigan, Michigan's down this year because they have three of their guys are taking Olympic red shirts. So they took a red shirt year to train for the Olympics, and they're coming back next year. So. Michigan is going to be really scary next year. They're going to be up there with the Penn State and Iowa next year. Is that and Northwestern's all, and Northwestern's good too. I mean, honestly, if you look up and down the Big Ten, you outside of Indiana, Maryland, uh, and that's honestly about it. There is really no, there's no gimme matches. There's no pushover. There's no like, you know, you can't just walk into a duel and get a W. Um, you got to be ready every single week, and uh, that's not the case in any other conference, to be honest. I mean, we we talked about Nebraska's you know records in the conference and overall, and all three of their losses coming in in conference play. But Wisconsin's kind of in the same boat. Wisconsin eleven and five, but four and five in conference. So you when you're yeah. Doing so well outside of conference, but then I'm going to keep going back to that uh, term that you use. I like it, that meat grinder that is the Big Ten. I mean, that that really separates the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? I'll tell you this. When I I walked into uh, Maturi Pavilion, which is where Minnesota wrestles, uh, I sat down next to, you know, the, they said, here's your credential and whatever. You can sit down. It, it, they have a row of a table of, of uh, media people. And I sat down next to a uh, Nebraska administrative person. I talked to her for a little while. And she's, and her and I talked about, you know, what it was like for Nebraska to move to the Big Ten. And she said, one of the things that struck me about what she said is the athletics all across the board is much more competitive than we ever had in the Big 12. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that Nebraska fans want us to win. You know, they, and I, this has been a nasty, nasty year for us. The basketball team, the, the football team, things like that. We don't go to a bowl game, but, when you're an athlete and you're watching those guys or girls, whatever, the competition is what you want, isn't it? I mean, the level of competition in the Big Ten is so much better than it was in the Big 12 overall. And I realize Nebraska fans probably want us to kick everybody's ass, but again, the competition thing is it has to be – Incredibly fun for these athletes. Oh, definitely. I think there's definitely more parity in the Big Ten, too. Just like I said, there's just more depth of teams. I mean, not every, I mean, every sport's different. 
Um, but, and, you know, some sports might not have the, you know, the Big Ten might not possess the number one, number two t- type team. But it's one of those things, like, when you look at a schedule, there's, you don't look, you, you, you can't really look past many, many teams. Well, especially not in wrestling. I mean, it's an ass kicking. I mean, I, I've, I've gone on record saying this, that I think the Big Ten in wrestling is the toughest conference in any sport in the country. Any conference. Kind of like volleyball. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, there was a, there was a point this year. I mean, if you go look at the top 25 in wrestling, I mean, I think the Big Ten probably has seven or eight of the top 10 teams. And that's unheard of. Right. And yet people don't really pay attention. Well, I think, like, like you said, change, there, change that. There's, um, I don't know, perception is not the right word, but there's a level of community involvement when you go to, you know, your local high school for their duels <laughs> or, you know, a, a tournament or things like that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not blaming Big Ten Network or anything like that. I think they, you know, I, I don't think SEC Network or the Longhorn Network or, you know, Pac-12 Network is necessarily focusing on wrestling uh, any more than the Big Ten Network. I think uh, the Big Ten's, because of the strength of the conference, I think that there is a, a very good, you know, television market for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, just having Dylan – John, when you brought Dylan in uh, on Coronation, elevates. You know, we I, I can't tell you how many times I'm cruising the the comments or Twitter or something like that, and people say, "Oh man, uh, finally you guys have you know brought in wrestling and you know are finally covering wrestling." Like there were times years ago where if it, there was a, a duel or or tournament or something on, I'd flip over to Huskers.com and give a few results here and there, but it was never uh, clear. And of course, I don't. You know, if Dylan's knowledge is at, you know, if wrestling is at 100%, mine's at like 23. You know, so I, I have an awareness of it. <laughs> I understand the basics. But, I mean, just, Dylan, man, the way that you uh, explain everything that's going on, it's, it's really tremendous. So, um, with that being said, let's go back to one of your uh, hotter articles here in the last week or so, and that is uh, the incoming freshmen or, or incoming newcomers, I should say, to Nebraska wrestling in, uh, you know, at the beginning of 2020, uh, a lot of, you know, high school graduates and then a couple of unique cases that are joining us from the good old state of Utah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a, I even went back and looked at some of the, you know, some of the past recruiting classes and stuff and, far as like accolades and what these guys have accomplished this is i think this is by far the best class that nebraska's brought in in a very very long time maybe ever um and a lot of that helps is that we're bringing guys in at weights that we need help at um i mean we we're pretty uh i want i don't i don't want to say weak but I mean, we at lighter weights, you know, at 125 and 133, the two lo- two lightest weights. I mean, we got two freshmen uh, there 
Uh, Alex Thompson at 125. He's got, I mean, he's 10 and 12 on the year. But then again, you when you're wrestling guys like Iowa Spencer Lee, you know that's kind of a foregone conclusion. Um, but then again, he he's just struggled kind of overall. Uh, Ridge Lovett at 133. He was a big big recruit coming out, um, and we can see that considering they pulled his red shirt. Um, and then he's you know he's been ranked all year, and he's picked up the number six seed at the Big Tens in a weight class that has be honest four guys that could be national champions like 133 might be the toughest weight at big tens this year overall because there are like the there are legitimately four guys that could be an ncaa champion this year um and then we went out and we got you know two of the best two of the best uh wrestlers at those weights in the country i mean we're bringing in a guy named Jeremiah Reno from Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, didn't lose a single match in his high school career. Uh, to me, that's insane. Wow. Uh, 179 Dominic, Dominic Yeah. And Dominic Serrano, another guy that, you know, he's from Colorado. He's number two ranked at uh, 132 pounds in the country. He went 168 though in high school. Like neither of those guys lost a single match in high school. So it, uh, it's I mean, just incredible. That's amazing. I don't, you know, I didn't get to wrestle in high school. That my little town in uh, Curtis, Nebraska, we didn't have wrestling. Uh, my coach, high school coach, uh, was uh, my football coach, and he he and I tried to get wrestling started, but the school board was apparently afraid that if we started wrestling, it would destroy the basketball program. And um, I never got to wrestle. Here's a, here's a interesting note. Both of my older brothers were state champs in wrestling. Just not at Curtis, Nebraska. No, because we built a new high school by the time that I came along. Oh, yeah? But, well, we built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> that hurt. That's the, Dylan, that's the type of irreverent crap that I offer to the podcast, if you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so you built oh, a new high school. I, I, really, I really resented the fact that we didn't have wrestling, you know, I tried to wrestle like two times in my uh, high school career. Maywood was a town that was six miles next to us, and uh, we hated Maywood because they were six miles away from us, I, I guess. I don't know why. But the only <laughs> time I can remember being trying to wrestle was this kid basically just destroyed me in about uh, 30 seconds. And it was horrible. And it was a horrible experience for me. Anyway, it's, it's actually kind of. <laughs> Go ahead. But, um, okay, the Guinness is getting to me. Yes. Go on, Dylan. Now the show's going to get great. <laughs> no, I thought it was funny you said, uh, they thought it was going to hurt the basketball program. Did they not realize that? You know, a hundred and twenty five, hundred and forty pound kid is usually about five six. 
I didn't I didn't get that. That's what I <laughs> yeah. got feedback when I was a kid. You know, the, the, no, it'll hurt the the basketball program. I, I you know, whatever. The, the kids, I sucked at basketball. I was horrible at basketball. I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to do things that my brothers did. But, you know, whatever, that was never an opportunity that was offered to me. And I I resent it to this day. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dylan, <laughs> real quick, because uh, we have just a couple more uh, uh, things to talk about here. But I mentioned briefly that there are a couple of unique situations uh, as far as uh, newcomers to Lincoln next year and some of these guys, uh, these uh Graduated high school yeah. in 2018 uh, out in Utah, uh, being in the uh, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, th- yeah. They went on a mission to, I guess, South America. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I mean, I'm not, I hope this isn't politically incorrect, but the Mormons. I don't believe that's politically incorrect. Whew. All right, good. But I didn't know if I, I was oversimplifying I, 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 I'm not, it. I'm not a Mormon expert. I dated one <laughs> once, but uh, you know, I didn't ask too much about the religion. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but no, both. I don't know if they're even on the same mission. I just know one of the guys is in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I don't even know where the other guy's mission is at. Um, to be honest, I wasn't able to find that maybe i didn't look hard enough i don't know that's all right um but one of the and i kind of focused on the one brock hardy because he's kind of just the more uh accomplished wrestler and um you know he's just kind of done more did more with his high school career um he was a four-time state champion i mean i feel like sometimes that gets redundant now because everybody apparently that goes to wrestle in the big 10 is a four time state champ. Um, uh, I mean, he went, this, this blew me away. He got, he finished first place at the U S folk style national tournament five times in high school. I'm pretty sure you're, you're limited to four tournaments. (laughs) Yeah. I think he only did it in eighth grade too. Wow. I mean, uh, that's just like, uh, for instance, not to jump off subjects, but, uh, do you know Mark Hall from Penn State? He's a 174 pounder. Yeah. He was like, that, he was one of yeah. the best, he was one of the best recruits to ever come out of high school. He was a six time state champion. He won state, he won state in high school seventh and eighth grade as well. That's was that insane. the kid that, that, uh, had the colored hair? Sorry. No, that's uh. Are you talking about Penn State guy or the Penn State guy? I don't know. No, that was Bo Nickel. The blonde. I think so. Yeah. No, this is God. You know, uh, there's a lot of the thing about wrestling is this: is that people number one. I'm thankful that you're with us now, that you're writing for this. But when you watch it, when you are literally watching the sport, it's amazing. It's such amazing athletes and such amazing strength in these young men that, huh, wow. Sorry. 
right. You're fine. Uh, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you a story about Mark Manning. Uh, last year, last year at the Big Ten tournament, right? I came up to talk to Nebraska's Sid, and for people that don't know what that is, is uh, the Sid is a sports, sports information, information director. director, right? And I walked up to Mark Manning, and I walked up to the Sid, and the Sid, and I can't remember his name, and I'm sorry for that, but it, he's a different guy than this year, but. Um, I walked up and he's telling Mark Manning all of what happened to Nebraska sports the day before. So he's reading off. Mark Manning is standing there and the Sid is reading off all of the, you know, the softball team won yesterday, the, the, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he's going through all the sports. And I turn and I looked at Mark Manning and he looks at me and he goes, Hey, man. I'm a Husker. I want to know. And I, I thought, God, that is so beautiful. That is so wonderful that, you know, that that guy cared so much about all the other sports that were going on that he wanted to know about. I, I, I got it. I love Mark Manning. I love watching him. when he's, when he's, you know, he's screaming at these wrestlers. I think that that's kind of weird, but you know, he, you can hear him when you're watching the BTN or the Big Ten network. You can hear him screaming at his wrestlers. And I, I just, God, I love him. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay, John. <laughs> You profess your love for Mark Manning. I'm hoping to get a big interview with him after the season, too. Well, you should, yeah, do that. I want to get a sit-down with him in his office and stuff. That'd be something I'm definitely going to ask for. Let's talk about the polar bear in the room. (laughs) Nash Huttmacher, (laughs) of course, a defensive line commit for – the uh, Husker football team finished his fourth state championship, 79 pins in a row. Is, is, there, yep. is he going to have the ability to wrestle in college, or do you think that you know potentially Scott Frost might put the kibosh <laughs> on that? Um, if I was a betting man, and I am, uh, I would say – there's about a 0% chance he wrestles. Man. Um, I, I think he would if they didn't want him to get so, if he wasn't a nose, you know, a nose tackle in a 3-4. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but I think they want him to be probably 310 to 330. Um, and when you want a guy to get that big, letting him to go over to the wrestling mat and cut down to 285 every year, it's not, you know, that doesn't bode well for his chances on the football field. That makes sense. Um, you know, I, I mean, personally, like I said I, in my article, I would love, love to see him, you know, in a Nebraska singlet for at least one season. Like, even if it, I was thinking, like, maybe give him a freshman year, you know, after he red shirts. Uh, because they're, you know, I'd love to see him wrestle, you know, a guy like, uh, uh, Gable Stevenson from 
Minnesota or the uh, Mason Paris from Minnesota, from uh, Michigan. Uh, I mean, Big Ten has the three best heavyweights in the country. And, you know, they are all top recruits. And Nash, you know, the polar bear is the number one rated heavyweight. And there's a good reason for it. I mean, he uh, he won his state he he won his fourth state championship with a he pinned a guy in like eight seconds. Yeah. What? I mean, oh it, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, eight seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. He just bear hugged the guy, took him down, and just laid on top of him and put him down. Oh my god. It, it was, it was beautiful. I I think, you know, it, it just in talking about, uh, you know, quickness and, and body type, things like that, had he the opportunity to wrestle, you know, I'm going to pull a name that uh, John mentioned earlier. Uh, he would have that, you know, potential to be like that Gable Stevenson, Minnesota. Um, you know, just and, – and in doing a little research, which is unrelated to uh, Nash, but – I did see that uh, Stevenson did a little drilling with former Minnesota Gopher standout Brock Lesnar, which is, I mean, if you can get in there and yeah. you know, just roll around the mat and learn from heavyweight, yeah, former heavyweight champ, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I mean, I like, think he won. He won in like the year two thousand, I think it was in Minnesota. He won the four NCAA's. I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. I, I can't remember what it was. All I know is that I can't remember. It's a, it was it was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, not quite before I was born, but, you know, before I was cognizant of amateur wrestling. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just I I think that, you know, Nash would have – I mean, look, I think, you know, the polar bear is going to do great things on the football field. He's already accomplished so much, you know, as a wrestler. Um, if, you know, if that – you almost think, though, if he had aspirations of collegiate wrestling – then if you're Scott Frost, you almost have to make that part of the pitch. Like, okay, yeah, we'll let you wrestle until we don't, but we'll yeah, let you 100%. wrestle. You know? I, I think if he wanted, I think if he really wanted to wrestle, they'd have to make that part of the pitch. I will say this though. Um, I do think that the polar bear ha- would have a higher ceiling as a wrestler than a football player. Yeah, I, I think he'd be a better wrestler than a football player. I don't think you're going to find. Um, I, 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 I think he I think he pinned go, a guy in to, eight seconds in a state yeah. championship. I mean, you think about what the other guy was. The other guy had to not suck, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, it's, it's eight fucking seconds. So here, oh here, John, I want to yeah. throw a few uh, a few uh, stats at you regarding uh, Nash. Uh, he hadn't lost since 2016 as an eighth grader. Uh, he's the number one ranked heavyweight uh, by track wrestling. I don't know the difference between that and uh, was he on intermat? Uh, he won the junior national duels. Yeah, there's in- also flow wrestling. There's a bunch of them. Okay. Uh, won the junior national duels in freestyle and Greco-Roman last summer. Um, he looks like on Saturday night he pinned... Uh, his opponent in, in 129, but he also had pins in 18, 33, and 20 seconds in, in his three previous state tournament matches. So, um, you know, he's he's got some skills. Uh, let me ask you this one, because I 
you know, I'm, I live down here in Southern Illinois, not too terribly far from where Tanner Farmer, uh, claims home in Highland. And, and when he get signed with the Huskers as an offensive lineman, I was, you know, pretty thrilled I, after doing a little research. I was like, Oh wow. He's a, you know, I think it was a Greco Roman wrestling champ, you know, uh, in high school and you know, things yeah. like that. And, and then I went, I saw that he went on and did a little wrestling at what Nebraska Wesleyan, I think, uh, you know, this past, uh, Winter, yeah. Um, with he actually beat David Jensen. Say that again. He uh, this season, he you know our uh, Nebraska's heavyweight David Jensen. He gave he gave David Jensen one of his losses this year. Tanner Farmer did. Well, that's no team loyalty. He should he should be Nebraska first all the time, right? Right. He should have, yeah, he should have joined the Husker team. They could have used him. He probably would have started for him. All right, before we go. I was going to say, I almost felt like we lost John for a minute. He's back. Before we go, I want to ask you. Yeah, absolutely, Dylan. Before we go, how how far are we into this, Greg? Uh, Far enough that I got another podcast to record in 10 minutes, but. Uh, we're fine. I know Dylan wants okay. to. Dylan wants to touch on something. Yeah, ahead, uh, I, was, I was talking. I was talking earlier about those two guys from uh, Utah that are coming here, right? Um, yeah. To wrestle the guys that are on their the guys that are on their LDS missions. Yes. I just wanted to point out, and I I pointed it out in the article, but uh, Brock Hardy, he's projected to come here at 149 pounder. Um, he actually had a pretty solid back and forth with a guy named Sammy Sasso in high school. And Sammy Sasso is currently the number one ranked guy in the country at 149 pounds for Ohio State. And it just, I think that just shows the uh, caliber recruit we're bringing in is this guy, you know, he, he lost to him when he, in like 2015 and then he beat him in 2016, and then after their senior years, they wrestled again, and uh, Brock Hardy was winning, I think it was uh, 8-7 to seven with like 10 seconds left, but he got, uh, Sasso got a reversal on him and got the W, but I mean, this guy is, you know, he's wrestled the best in the country um, and beat them. Is there any so, like, concern? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past this kid to come in here and grab the starting spot at 149 pounds as a freshman. Is there any concern, you know, when you take two years off, you know, losing a little bit, having a little bit of rust? Oh, I, I, I think that's probably the biggest concern with him. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I Obviously, I don't know what he's kept up on as far as working out, conditioning, and I mean, who knows if maybe Nebraska's coaches are in contact with him and, you know, it's kind of like you know, when the football team sends kids home for spring break, they give them a workout order. Um, who knows you if know they've what? been doing that. Two years he's, off, maybe you're be maybe he's been sitting there doing nothing. I don't know. All right, John, you uh, get to what you wanted to talk about, and then we're going to scoot on out of here. Uh, well, like, you know what? We're going to save that for another podcast. Why do you do that to me all the time, John? <laughs> <laughs> all 
<laughs> do you do you do you have time? Well, I, I was just informed a few minutes ago that there are sixty seconds left in the game. I don't know what game, so it might be another fifteen minutes. So I've got time. Okay. If it's going to take Let's, less than fifteen Dylan, minutes, Dylan, Dylan, yeah. How can we win a national championship? Um, we have depth. I would say that our best chance at winning a national title is going to be either next year or about two or three years from now. I think we're going to have a year. Next year we got this year, this year, this year, right now. Oh, this year. How do we? Yes. Yes. And and you're not allowed to say coronavirus. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, if coronavirus went through Iowa and Pennsylvania, maybe. Um, what? Okay, what it would me? take <laughs> for us to win the national championship this year? I mean, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to see Nebraska wrestlers pull off ten, twelve, fifteen big upsets at the tournament. I mean, Chad, we're gonna have to look at guys like Chad Red's gonna have to win an individual championship. Isaiah White's going to have to, you know, blow through a bracket full of guys that he's shown that he hasn't been able to beat. Uh, Mikey Labriola, same thing. Guys that he hasn't been able to beat, he's going to have to beat him consecutively. Taylor Venz. Taylor Venz actually has, I think, like I said about the Big Ten, he has the best shot of anybody to win a national title, too, because this is a little off-subject. But uh, a guy named Zahid Valencia, he was like the number one ranked wrestler in the country at any weight. And he just got suspended from Arizona State for testing positive for recreational drug use. Boom. So with, with, him, with him out of the picture, there's actually no real front runner for the national title at 184 pounds. And it's kind of a crapshoot, like the top any of the top eight, nine guys could get hot and actually win that. And so I think Taylor Vans is the best chance we have of an individual champion this year. Eric Schultz. Uh, Eric Schultz, like I said, he's he's got Colin Moore in front of him, but if he can get through more, I think he's a lock to make it to the Big Ten final. Um, but at NCAAs, I definitely see him getting the semifinal, maybe into the finals too, but I think it'd be a rematch against Colin Moore. Um, so if he can figure out a way to beat Colin Moore, he has a chance to win a conference and national title, but. So, Colin so Mo- what Colin you're Moore's saying a, is Colin there's Moore's a chance. There's a chance. Oh, yeah, there's a chance. Hey, anytime those guys get in the circle, there's a chance. That's the beauty of it, John. <sighs> I think after after just how fucking shitty this entire 2019-2020 season has been for everything. I mean, we lost to Northwestern in basketball on Sunday. God, you know, we're, we <laughs> suck at everything. We need to get yeah, we better. Really do. We need something. Yeah. People need to pay attention to the wrestling program because it doesn't suck. Yeah, I think Taylor Venz needs to win the national title just for Nebraska to not be an absolute 
dumpster fire as a sports, you know, for, as athletic as a whole. Yeah. Right, okay, John. Greg. But no, I, 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 I honestly, I think, I think we're going to get nine out of 10 guys are get, are probably going to go to the NCAA tournament. And I could see us having, let me look at my list. One, two, three, four, like up as many as six all Americans. Well, there you go, John. So we'll be, we'll be, I think we'll be top five at NCAA, top three, three to five, and the top four get trophies. So I, I don't think it's a stretch to say Nebraska should be in contention to bring home an NCAA trophy. There you go. There you go, Greg. Help, John? Are, are you happy? Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm feeling better. Well, if, if that didn't work, have another Guinness, all right? Yeah, Big Ten, Big Ten uh, tournament this weekend. Everybody should tune in. It's going to be good. I'm assuming that's on Big Ten Network. Uh, it's on the first round is a uh, Saturday. It's on BTN Plus. The only thing on Big Ten on the actual BTN is that Sunday. I think it's at 5 p.m., but I could be wrong. I'd have to look it up. Championship um, sessions is the fi- the finals, the yeah. championships. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's a Rutgers. So, Ugh. it's a Rutgers. One, one, one of the. Uh, and I, um, I bet we got. I bet we get two to three guys in the in the in the championship matches. So there you go, John. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some Big Ten nat- uh, championships coming back to Lincoln. One of the the big. Um, I can't. I'm not gonna call it a regret, but one of the big, you know, scheduling errors on my part is when the. Uh, I think I guess it was the national championship national tournament was held in st louis i guess for a couple years in a row and you know i'm even closer now to st louis than i was at the time but uh you know within driving distance to go over there for a day and you know just kind of take it all in um hadn't happened yet if they come to back to st louis in the future i might be able to go again but just you know it's look it's something to take in uh it's something to enjoy something to watch it it's something to get excited about and and I don't mean that just because Nebraska wrestling is is like as I mentioned in you know before and as I mentioned in our headline it's our best you know men's team sport but there's just it's so unpredictable it's so much fun so so intense to uh, be there and be a part of it and watch so uh as Dylan said this weekend on uh Big 10 or BTN plus Big 10 network on Sunday night Dylan we got to thank you for uh joining us on the show man and and uh uh, you're going to have to keep us updated and continue doing all the great work you're doing with uh, the fantastic wrestling coverage over at coordination.com. No problem. Thanks you know, for having me. You know what? Before we go, I I just want to say it's it's been way too many years that we, that we did not cover wrestling at coordination, and I apologize to wrestling fans for that. I hope that you pay attention to Dylan. He's an excellent writer. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing better than all of them motherfucking guys in the media. There you go. <laughs> okay, hey, John. John. Yes, sir. Uh, they, you know what? You made you made up you made up for your lack of wrestling coverage though by putting out that one article that said if anybody's interested in writing about Nebraska wrestling <laughs> for us, hit me up because I did. You did, and if I think. If you wouldn't have put that out, I would be, 
I'd be just another fan watching it on the on the couch, man. So I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad you're with us. Yeah. I really am. John, I, we're so happy for you. And uh, please continue to drink your Guinness and make us all happy. Uh, that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. For our esteemed guest and colleague, uh, Dylan Gunther. Dylan, do you have a Twitter, a social media presence that people can follow you on and get uh, you know little nuggets of wrestling goodness? Um, I really don't use Twitter that much. I need to start, but I'll, that's something I'll, I'll, I'll get going here. Uh, I think it's just at Dylan Gunther right now. Fair enough. But um, not much, not not much wrestling there. I'm a, I'm kind of dropping the ball social media wise, but the, right. you're fine. I next, think Twitter hey, is next, some next kind of podcast, help. Next podcast, I'll have a, I'll have, I'll have some, t- some, some tweets for you or something. Sounds great. And uh, of course, for our fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. My name is Greg Mahatchko, and we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. Wow. You want to <laughs> you, you try that one again, John? <laughs> what was wrong with that? I mean, it was a little sing-songy for my taste. Go Big Red. <laughs> And for our Husker wrestlers, (laughs) win the damn Big Ten.